0: It's Em and Liv, and we're your meta kicks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad you can hear it, but I can't. Yeah,
1: I can hear all the sound effects. It's like last time where I couldn't hear anything.
0: That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about how Em and I went to an extremely haunted school, and this is part two of Paranormal Stories of a Psychic Medium.
1: Yeah, episode two, where she talks about
0: what it's like being a medium. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So we had a couple different ghosts at the school that we went to, and we're going to talk about four of them, the most prominent that we were affected by, at least. It's going to be great. If you guys don't know, I had uh, COVID last week, and it was not fun. So M and I are recording remotely.
1: We don't know how to do it in the most effective way possible, so we're doing it separately.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Oh, for sure. So let's talk about our first ghost at the school that we went to. And her name was Mrs. Morley. That's all we're going to tell you. So there. Hmm. (laughs) they'll be able to figure it out. So Mrs. Morley had a building on our school built by her son for her because she was from a very well-to-do family. So her son became well-to-do as they do and made a music hall for her. But since I'm a medium, I've talked to Mrs. Morley and I know a little bit more than just the average Joe that's been haunted by her. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So our music hall at our school was built for her by her son. And when you walk in, there's a picture hanging on the wall in like the breezeway type thing. See, and we still haven't figured out the word for the fancy entrance pre-entrance to a building
1: she's offended that we we don't know what it's called because we're a poor or something (laughs) (laughs) we're uncultured swine
0: yeah at this point it's just funny it is funny (laughs) so the picture that hangs up in the breezeway is of her but then right across the hall from her or right across from her picture is a picture of some rando dude that's like wearing some red velvet Dress or something. I don't know. Cape? Is he a superhero?
1: Do you even know who this man is? No, I've
0: never read his plaque and I'm biased because she doesn't like him, so I don't like him. (laughs)
1: Well, if you know more information about him, then you can like him even more or dislike him even more.
0: I think he was like some sort of like dean of one of the departments at some point. Yeah, it's just
1: weird that they put his picture in the music
0: hall. Exactly. Well, that's why she's annoyed because it's a picture of him, but. He has nothing to do with the music hall and the building was built by her son for her. So why is he there?
1: Yeah, I feel like they should have like a like a building for your dean pictures that you just put on the wall.
0: Yeah, like the college hall where they could just yeah. have pictures of everybody there like in the parlor room where
1: where it like actually makes sense or something. Exactly.
0: So, anyways, she's not happy about it and she's told me. Mrs. Morley doesn't haunt just the music hall, she also haunts the business building which is like next door it's not really a business building it's like where the higher up people of the college have their offices but in the evenings when the business school has classes they use the classrooms that are on the lower floor like basement floor of the building and she haunts them too but I think that's just because she thinks it's fun yeah you have yeah you have to understand that Mrs. Morley from a personal standpoint if you were to ever meet her is a very Stern woman, and she demands a certain amount of authority and you also have to understand that our school is very old, hence why it's so haunted and when she was alive, it was harder for a woman to have a
1: a building built for her, yeah, or even just
0: have any authority exactly, so she really is a person who commands authority,
1: yeah, like most of the ghosts that are probably there that have the authority, yeah. They're all a little bit stern, as Liv likes to put it.
0: Yeah, it's my go-to adjective. (laughs) So the painting of the random Dean guy that is across from her is really what irks her the most and is what she wants changed. Because even though her son built this music hall for her, she sees the music hall as like the only accomplishment that her dolt of a son ever did. And like she kind of thinks he's a little dumb and slow. So she's like, she's like, my son did one thing and one thing right. And that was building me this music hall. And now these people that run this school have this dumb picture of this weird Joe across from me. And it's not even his building. So she wants it moved. And I'm going to tell you where she wants it moved. Yeah. So since our school is so old, this music hall used to also double as a church on Sundays and like a general assembly area type thing. So the way it's structured is like an old church you walk in and there are doors on either side that can go up to stairs to the second floor and there are balcony seating that face the inside of the building where the whole floor is covered with old wooden pews and then there's a stage there's organ pipes everywhere and there's a balcony that goes around it and then there's stairs at the back of the building as well that go up to the second floor well On the right-hand side of the building, the staircase that goes up to the second floor also has a pseudo third floor, but there is no third floor. There's just stairs that go to nowhere. But on the right-hand side, there's a window in the stairwell that goes to nowhere. So what Mrs. Morley wants of this random Joe Schmo picture that's in her building, she wants his picture moved to the top of the stairwell that goes to nowhere.
1: So, there's stairs that go up to the balcony level, and then there's another set of stairs.
0: Yes, mm. on the right hand side that goes up to a door that doesn't open. It's just a door in a wall. Why? I don't know. What is that? It's so creepy. I don't know. <laughs> but there's a window on the right hand side, and that's where she wants his picture to hang. Is on the door that goes to nowhere, facing the window.
1: God. These people who make old buildings and decide to put scary things like staircases that go to nowhere are the bane of my existence. Are you kidding me? I want a staircase that goes to nowhere, but like actually goes somewhere, but you don't know that it doesn't go there.
0: In a building that's named after you. Oh, for sure. But (laughs) that I haunt uh, when I die. Literally, when when I talk to her, she's like, it's the perfect spot for him. He can still be in the building, but like. No one sees him because it's not his building, and he has a nice window to look out of.
1: Yeah, I'm for real, because no one knows that there's a staircase that goes to nowhere unless you go up to the balcony where all the, like, what instruments are. I've never been up there. Uh,
0: They don't really have instruments up there. They keep the instruments underneath. I thought they had,
1: like, an organ or something up there.
0: No, they don't. The organ sits on the floor, and actually there's the stage has, the middle part of it has a trap door, and they store all of the extra instruments underneath the stage. Weird. Which is even creepier. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's just a stairway that goes to nowhere with a door on a concrete cinder block stone wall, and it just doesn't mm-hmm. open.
1: And there's a basement, right?
0: Yeah, there's a basement with a boiler room, and there's like chains and grates around it, straight out of like 1900. So when we were
1: deciding to make this, she was telling you about something in the basement.
0: I think you were telling me something about the basement. Oh no! Oh you oh were oh! Saying,
1: well, we need to go there because we need to look in the basement. She's telling me to look at something in the basement. What's in the basement?
0: I hate when you do this.
1: Oh, sorry. Is she showing you what's in the basement? I feel
0: like there's a man that used to um, work in that building specifically. And he used to, like, sit in the boiler room or something and, like, play cards.
1: And that's what she wants you to know?
0: I don't know. She's Is like, she
1: keeping him there?
0: I think she thinks that he's, like, a fat oaf. Oh, but he's... She- but he's still there, and it annoys her. And, like, he... No,
1: she wants him gone. She thinks you can get him to go away. Maybe. Interesting. I can't... That's, that would make sense of why he's quiet.
0: I can't make him go away. I'm sorry. That's not how that works.
1: Is that what he's... Is that what she's telling you? She wants him gone?
0: I feel like there's just, like, so, like... Have you ever watched... um? What is it? You probably haven't, but other people may have watched it. Call the Midwife. It's, like, a BBC TV show.
1: Okay. I haven't.
0: Well, there's... There's this one character, and I think his name is George, maybe. But he's like, mm-hmm. he's like the, um, like the the groundskeeper, basically, of the ah. church that the nuns and the midwives work at. And she's showing me a guy like him.
1: Hmm. So he's, she's like, you've done your job. Now you can move on and leave my building to me. Uh,
0: maybe I feel like they just like didn't get along. But I don't think it's his fault. I think it's. <sighs> her just being overbearing and obnoxious. Like, she actually is... Yeah, that makes sense. That's <laughs> interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think there's a guy that yeah. a guy that haunts down there, too. But he's just... He's not... I think he's quiet. So, it's not a normal thing well, to know.
1: Well, I mean, her energy is overpowering, especially in her own building. So, that's probably why you think he's quiet.
0: Yeah. It also might be the reason why that building is always the warmest. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe he's just like a nice groundskeeper and he does what he needs to do, but she just doesn't like him. Yeah, it's
1: really creepy down there. I've been down there once and I think we went to the boiler room.
0: Yeah, because there's classrooms down there that no one uses. Yeah. With like the big filing cabinets of music. Probably because it's haunted. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you're like an old like portly groundskeeper or like maintenance guy, then yeah, maybe that's creepy to other people. But I feel like when I'm thinking about it, it's he's not creepy. There might be a little demon well, thing I'm down there too. Downstairs is creepy. What? There might be like a little skittery thing down there too. It's terrifying down there. <laughs> yeah, Emily and I wanted to shoot our YouTube video that we made for this at the school, but because of COVID, COVID is a thing. We can't. So sorry about that, guys. But uh... yeah, maybe eventually. Yeah, maybe we can go down there now that my gifts are expanding and I'm not as stressed out. <laughs>
1: And you got your big protector spirit guy.
0: Actually, I was using him yesterday when I was editing our last video because our last video has some spooky stuff in it. I figured.
1: And he wasn't screwing with your audio.
0: Because
1: I'm pretty sure that thing was screwing with my videos. Because why would that one video come in all warped? I've never seen a video do that in my life. No, that's
0: really weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I was editing the video for the TikTok reaction video... That was after we did uh, our manifestation podcast where that little dark entity came in. Check that out. That was our last podcast, but it like made me feel like it was like screwing with the clips I was taking off of TikTok because this one video came in and the audio was like slowed down, but the video was fine. So I like don't understand how the audio was slowed down, but was still. I don't know how to explain this. Like, when you slow down audio, but you don't slow down the video, the audio lasts longer. But that wasn't happening with the video. So how the hell is that happening?
0: That's terrifying. <laughs> so it was, like,
1: real creepy like, pull that up. And I was like, oh, God, his voice is so deep and
0: scary. <laughs> yeah. And I was listening to the audio, too, to see if we'd hear anything. But there wasn't anything there.
1: Well, I fixed it.
0: Well, no, the audio on the podcast. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) it's definitely scary. I don't like it.
1: I find it interesting.
0: It's gross. So that's my perception of Mrs. Morley because I've talked to her. She's pretty cool. She has a painting in the main hall of our campus too, so a separate building. And she was kind of the defining factor when I decided to go to the college that we went to because I was nervous that I knew that our school was so haunted like so haunted that our school would hire paranormal investigators every Halloween to like make money off of it and also would do paranormal ghost walks on the more haunted portions of our school uh also during Halloween that's how haunted our school is
1: yeah there's so many ghosts there and there's so many stories for each building that's on the campus (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I was kind of nervous about going to a school that was so haunted outwardly to people that aren't even like sensitive to things or are a medium like I am and Mrs. Morley was like you're gonna be fine I'll make sure that nothing bothers you and honestly nothing really did bother me metaphysically there but everything else sucked except for becoming best friends with them
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know all those people that in your age kind of suck It might have been because they were just like so different from you because they're all jocks that got free rides and stuff like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not a jock and didn't have a free ride. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So aside from my personal relationship with Mrs. Morley, we also have the stories that happened to other people. And everybody hears stories, but this story was told from somebody that Em and I used to ride with. And... She went to the same school as us like four or five years prior. And in the music building that Mrs. Morley haunts, because it's her building, that is where the prerequisite classes for music people are held. So
1: they would do piano classes in there. Yeah. Because the piano was there.
0: Yeah, piano and choir classes. So my friend that told us this story obviously had a friend, and they were both taking their prerequisite piano class together. And they would have to practice in that building because it's the only place there was a piano on campus that you could practice at. Apparently, and it's the same thing for choir people because we've heard similar or the same stories from other people as well. One night, my friend and her friend were practicing piano. And I guess my friend's friend was not very good, at least not comparative to our mutual friend. And... What Mrs. Morley would do is they said that when they would be there late at night practicing, they could hear a woman's high heels clicking on the granite, the granite floor. floor yeah, of the building. <laughs> so, <laughs> so imagine being in an old stone church, basically, practicing piano at night with your friend, and you hear someone walking. High heels. Yeah, it's <laughs> really crazy, like super creepy. Oh, for sure. And she just thinks it's funny. Sorry. (laughs) She thinks it's funny? Yeah, of course. (laughs) She always, like, has her arms folded and is like, yeah, it's funny.
1: (laughs) Well, I see that energy. She's very, like, I don't know, I'm the boss type deal. Like, I'm the one you look to. Oh, for sure.
0: So, they're playing piano and her friend wasn't very good. Well... Her friend got really frustrated one night and just started like banging the keys on the piano and was like, God darn it, this dumb class, blah, 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 blah. Well, apparently the clicking stopped and moved away from them because usually the clicking was just up and down the aisleways. Well, the clicking started going up the stairs, the stairs that led to nowhere. And then
1: they heard. Wait, where's the piano again? (laughs) Huh?
0: Huh? Where's the piano again? Well, they have uh, the grand piano on the stage that you can use, and then they have pianos upstairs, too. So were
1: they upstairs?
0: No, they were downstairs oh, using cool. the grand piano. So imagine you. imagine you hear heels clicking down the aisleway coming towards you, and then they stop and turn and go up the stairs as your friends having a mental breakdown because they can't play every good boy deserves fudge or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So the heels go up the stairs, click, clack, click, clack, and then the doors to the second floor start slamming. Yeah,
1: (laughs) because she's like, don't disrespect my piano, plus I don't actually want to hear your very terrible music you're playing.
0: Yeah, so if you ask, like, any other people that have taken music classes or music minors at the school, they will tell you that they hear heels clicking on the floor, and Morley Music Hall. And if she doesn't like the music that you're playing, she'll slam doors to make you stop.
1: She lets you know
0: that you suck.
1: get, Get out of here. You need to play beautifully in my hall. Otherwise, you can go play somewhere else.
0: Exactly. And then on the opposite side, like I said, my friend was a little bit better than her friend. So she said she was there one night because her friend just gave up after the door slamming incident and was like, I'm not going back in there. Screw that. (laughs) Right. And uh, as Em knows, our our friend was, she's very, she was a very sassy individual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was one of our training instructors and this is the level of sass that she gives off. It's comparable to Mrs. Morley. Oh, for sure. If you weren't riding a horse correctly or you were too scared of a horse, she was like, you are either going to get back on that horse and do what I tell you, or I'm going to make you see Jesus. She's like, do you want to see the light? And she would tell this to children.
1: (laughs) So imagine. A come to Jesus moment is what she would say.
0: Yes, you're so true. So right. So (laughs) imagine someone with that type of energy going up against Mrs. Morley. And our friend said, so one night she was playing in the music hall by herself because her friend was too scared anymore. She's like, well, I'm going to get an A on this class. I don't care if there's a ghost in this hall or not. And she said she was playing pretty good. And the heels clicked on the floor all the way down the aisle, away from the front door to the stage where our friend was playing. And she said she just heard the heels stop clicking behind her shoulder. So like Mrs. Morley was standing behind her
1: watching her play piano
0: (laughs) but there's there's no way that this
1: girl didn't know that she was there there's no way she wouldn't be able to feel someone looking over her shoulder
0: oh for sure our friend was like totally knew that she was there but she's such a sassy individual too could you just imagine the energy coming off of a living person that's playing piano and then the person that probably is just like mrs morley standing behind her all decked out in her beautiful little like what 20th century dresses and it's just had like has her arms folded and is like
1: you'll do (laughs) yeah she probably appreciates it because she relates to this girl
0: yeah to like not actually be scared of her and still play in her music hall even though she knows she's there
1: yeah so So what she can just continue to play yes she just wasn't like, "Oh, there's someone watching me play that I'm very aware is not actually there."
0: Oh no, when she told me the story, she was like, "I totally knew that that ghost was there, but like I wanted I was going to get an A in that class and I didn't have anywhere else to practice, so I don't care." Oh my care. god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I-, "I can't leave now." So
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny.
1: My God.
0: So those are the stories of Mrs. Morley. If you go to our school, then you've heard the same stories. And uh I think it's hilarious that she went f- like literally told me that she thought her son was adult and the only thing that was good that he did was made a music hall for her.
1: Yeah. She's also like the ghost that like runs the place. There's like so many ghosts there and like so much energy, but she's like the one that like dictates what they can and can't do.
0: hmm For sure. She's she's very funny. I like her a lot. There would be times when I was on campus and I just was either like in a bad mood or I thought something was dumb and she would just like pop in and be like that authoritative woman figure that was like, well, then just change it. Why are you just sitting there groveling and being like a big baby when you could just fix it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely her energy.
0: Yeah. So it was good. She's a funny lady and she's pretty excited that we're talking about her too (laughs) she's not a ghost that thinks that you shouldn't talk about her so
1: well i feel like most ghosts want that uh yeah they want their story to be told and that's why they're kind of stuck here
0: i don't know if uh she said she's not stuck here she just well yeah um, she her
1: energy is just so strong around her building
0: yeah she it's just like I think people people can cross over, but they can still come back and visit and like yeah, like the guy that haunts your friend's house, Janelle, yeah, I can say her name right? She doesn't care.
1: I don't think she cares,
0: so like with your friend Janelle's house, the guy that haunts her house, he's crossed over, he just likes to hang out at his house, so Mrs. Morley is crossed over. She just likes to hang out in the music hall because it's her music hall, makes sense, mm. You're not bound by physicality when you die, so you can cross over, but you can still come back and visit. Interesting. Yeah. So not all spirits that are haunting the physical world. Interfere with our physical realm. Yeah, they're not stuck here. Yeah. Not all of them are. That's a misconception, I would think. Got you.
1: So is the lady in the girl's dorm, is
0: she stuck there? Or is she just she just come into play? No. I think she just comes into play, (laughs) which is funny. So that's who we're going to talk about next. Our school is so old that when it was first founded, it was actually an all-girls school. Now it's a co-ed school. I think it turned into a co-ed school in the 70s, but it's been around for a couple hundred years. So for a couple hundred years, it was just an all-girls school. But as the world was... It was run by all men, even though it was an all-girls school. Sounds about right. But the first woman that became the dean of the school has a painting in the main hall of our school called the parlor room. Yeah, the parlor. And Em and I both lived in the all-girls dorm at one point, not together because Em's older than me. Most people think I'm so young. Yes. Okay. So we started a TikTok and so many people. We should just talk about the TikTok right now, real quick.
1: Well, we already talked about it. So they should already know. If you don't know, go to our last podcast. But like, there are people, we like blew up on TikTok and there are people saying that Liv is corrupting a child, that child being me. But Liv is three years younger than I am. (laughs) So, like, how old do these people think that I am? Because, like, there's also comments that are like, you guys look like you could be, like, mother or daughter or sister or cousins. And I'm like, she looks like she could be my mother?
0: What? (laughs) Yeah, that makes me really sad. But I want to talk about the video that blew us up on TikTok, though, because we haven't made a TikTok video about it, so I kind of want to put it in the podcast. Oh, we're doing it again?
1: It's a loop. Get over it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, there's people. People on TikTok are mean. They're, like, coming at us and are like, you guys are ruining your reputation as psychics and like all this crap. And I'm like, you watched one video of a TikTok filter where we're saying we're going to test this TikTok filter and you're telling us that everything
0: is a lie. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, I literally say, oh, Em was really excited because she wanted to, me to read her aura or her energy. And like, it's not something that I usually do because auras and energy around people are always changing. And most people say, oh, well, I just like squint really hard and I can see an aura around someone's head. And I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't work that way for me. Everything that I see is in my mind's eye, So I have to focus on the energy coming off of the person. And then I kind of get a general idea of the colors that are around them at that moment. But again, it's energy. So it's changing all the time. Your aura never stays the same. It's just whatever colors are most prominent at that time and moment. So like... How are we supposed to do something that no one sees on a TikTok video? So I knew that because of the Internet, there was this fun filter going around that is supposedly supposed to pick up on living objects, auras or things that have energy associated with them.
1: It like picks up infrared, whatever. So like things that have energy, it would pick up colors on.
0: Yes. Guys, it's just a filter. I know that there's stuff out there and we can do a separate video and a separate podcast on this about things that do pick up auras, but I don't think that this filter picks up auras. I think it's something fun to do. And if it does pick up auras, great. But honestly, Emma and I are going to tell you that the colors that I saw on her aura to make this TikTok just match the filter. That's it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It was just very convenient. And like, also it is picking up an aura but it's not picking up the color it can't decide what color it is it's picking up the energy that's coming off of me which is my aura because i'm a living being and living beings have electromagnetic and infrared rays coming off of them constantly so it is picking up my energy around me but it can't decide what color it is because that's weird
0: So everyone on TikTok is just like it's a loop, it's a loop. Guys, we know it's a filter. It just worked. And if you listen to our video, I literally say we're going to see if the filter's right or if I'm right. Let's see. Because it's a filter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a psychic or a medium or you use the some technologies that we can cover in another video about picking up auras or energy fields or things like that, then like it's just for fun. Why does everybody have to be so
1: why so serious about uh, a TikTok filter that does or does not read an aura?
0: Yeah, like we know it's a filter, guys. And Get also, it.
1: Liv doesn't even do auras. She reads dead people. Like <laughs>
0: what? Yeah, if you want me, if you want me to look at your aura, I can try. But it's not something that I usually do. Yeah,
1: she could give you colors, but like she doesn't even know what the colors mean. So. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's the other thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, what do aura colors mean?" Okay, there's so we talk about westernization of things so much in this podcast. All of the colors are westernized, guys. I oh, orange is supposed to be like creativity or something when you look it up on the internet and like all of these metaphysical and whatever websites. But when I see orange, the way I interpret it is as anxiety. So like, M wears a crystal around her neck. And she struggles with anxiety. And I literally see the anxiety that her selenite crystal captures within it yeah. from her day-to-day life. And I have to, have to tell her. energy
1: out of me and holds it into this crystal and Liv can see it.
0: <laughs> yes. So I have to tell her. I'd be like, Liv. Or not, live, I'm not Liv. I'm Like um. <laughs> I'm Squidward. I'm you're Squidward. Gonna, you're going to confuse
1: me with yourself now? <laughs>
0: yeah. I- again, why would you... any Just... I have to tell her, like, M, you need to, like, cleanse your crystal because it's real full of your anxious energy. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, just to clarify, it's a filter and we got really lucky. And if you want to use the filter to have fun, go for it. It definitely is fun and and interesting and it's great to think about. So just have fun. Don't take the fun away from everything, guys. Gosh.
1: We should do a video where we, like, where you read my aura and I try to feel all of the emotions and see if. We can change the color of my aura, and see what colors are what. You know what I'm saying? So using like, the filter? No, using you.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you, we can use me again. That's why we use the filter. But if we well, use yeah. just me, then it, it it's just me talking. You know, no one sees anything. That's literally the only reason we use the filter because we thought it would be fun to add. Color well, yeah, to what I was especially saying. for TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we. I can definitely read your energy. Like in the last podcast, I knew you were giving off energy when that weird thing was there. Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> but like, I'm thinking we could figure out what the colors mean to you, because obviously oh, yeah. orange is like anxious energy, and there's probably like multiple things that it means. But for me, it's probably a certain thing that I give off, like the frequency at which my anxiety comes off as.
0: Yeah, and then like I guess, again like. The heart chakra is supposed to be green. It doesn't make sense. The colors don't make sense. I think it's very subjective, not objective.
1: If you look at Reiki colors, Reiki colors are completely different. So if you look at um, green, green is like envious and it's like luck for a Reiki color because we associate that with like money and money energy. But like pink is the it's the unconditional love energy in Reiki. That's why you cover Mm -hmm. things in pink because unconditional love is protective.
0: Yeah. But then there was that one comment on TikTok about how pink was not love or something. She's referring
1: to the chakra system. The westernized chakra is the heart chakra, which is green.
0: Oh, that's what she was talking about? Yes. That's why I was like, this is
1: not what? This is wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So. That's why we haven't made any comments on aura colors in TikTok because it's subjective, not objective. And all of the things that I were to say if I were to look them up, is not something that I agree with. So I'm not going to make a video on it.
1: Yeah, but we could make a video where you just read our auras and we guess what the colors mean.
0: Yeah, we could definitely do that. Yeah. Or talk about your crystal having energy in it because sometimes you have like brownie gray energy in it too. And sometimes you also have green. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh it's definitely trauma i know it is
0: <laughs> mm. so anyways but yeah we
1: can do that in our crystal video because that's gonna happen at some point
0: okay great yeah so we just wanted to clarify that sorry we went on a tangent uh As if you're usual. listening to the podcast you know we go on tangents
1: so let's talk about the the lady that haunts the all-girls storm you know you yes. started right
0: I did start it. So she has a picture in the parlor room of our school, which is like a social gathering area. And I was just, you know, I was a new student to this school and I just wanted, I, I really like old things. It's probably another reason why I went to the school too. <laughs> but, uh, I was in the parlor room looking at all the cool knickknacks and paintings that they had in there. And I came to this one very dark picture of a woman and she has her hair pulled back. Like at literally every color except for her skin in the painting is dark. She's wearing black. The background's brown. There's very little highlights. It's all mostly shading and shadows. And my friend, or shes I mean, she wasn't really a friend. She was an acquaintance. So my acquaintance was telling me about how at this point I didn't live in the all girls dorm. I lived in a co-ed dorm, but my friend lived in, in the all girls dorm and she was telling me her experience of living there. And we'll get into that story. But when I saw this picture of this woman in the parlor room, I immediately saw the story that my friend told me, and it's kind of like the ghost was telling me, "I'm the one that causes all of the issues in the All Girls Dorm." That's me. That's why I'm making you connect those those thoughts, like with M, how her one spirit guide makes her thoughts like connect and gives her like what is it claircognizance or something yeah i
1: have claircognizance so what my spirit guide does is he she pulls uh memories from my brain and like pulls them forward when i'm thinking about a certain thing so she like connects them and be is basically like these two things relate and that gives me the ability to be like oh well this is how they relate
0: Yeah. So this is kind of what the spirit did when I was watching her painting. And then I looked at the painting and I saw the plaque and it said, blah, blah, first female dean of the school. And I was like, that makes so much sense that she was the dean of an all girl school. And she's the first dean, right? The first girl dean, female dean. Yeah. The first woman of power like in the schools running. Yeah. So it makes sense that Now that the school is not an all-girls school, she haunts the one thing that is left to be all-girls. Yeah. And it's like expressly all-girls. So it's kind of an, it's enforced too at the school that if you're in the storm.
1: They probably just use that story to get the boys out of there too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So on to the story that this ghost showed me that my friend had told me. So my friend had been in the dorm I think she was a junior when she told me this story. And when it happened, she was a freshman or sophomore. She lived within like a range close to the school. So on the weekends she would go home to her house so she would get away from the dorm life. Well, her roommate at the time didn't. She lived from out of state. So when my friend would go home on the weekends, her roommate would have her boyfriend stay over so that they could hang out. You know, it's normal, whatever, it's college well get swifty. It's-, <laughs> it's probably why that that
1: woman doesn't like this boy because they were getting swifty in the girl's dorm oh
0: of course that's exactly why so i guess one weekend my friend came back and when she went upstairs to her room all of these girls were outside of her dorm room and her roommate was like sobbing freaked out on the floor and she's like what is wrong what is your problem And her roommate was just like screaming at her like, I'm not going in there again. I'm leaving. I can't live in this dorm anymore. This place is so haunted, blah, blah, blah. She's like, what is your problem? She's like, I was just having a night with, you know, whatever her boyfriend's name was. And this is what we woke up to. Insert boy name here. Yeah, insert boy's name. And she's like, and this is what we woke up to. And uh, my friend's like, well, what did you wake up to? She's like, I'm not going in there. You can go in there if you want to see it. So my friend went into the room. And the beds had been pushed together. The sheets had been ripped off. All of the dresser drawers had been opened. All of the clothes were flown everywhere. And the windows were open, too.
1: So you think that they were in the bed when they got pushed together?
0: Yes. She said that they woke up that way. (laughs) I mean, imagine just, like, staying in your dorm room with your boyfriend. And you wake up in the morning and your beds are pulled apart because they pushed... Because, like, you know, the beds in the girl storm are, like, the weird separate ones. Mm Mm-hmm. They, like, pushed them together to, like, make it one bed, and they were pulled apart. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you sleep through that? And they were in the beds? Yes! They woke (laughs) up to the rooms messed up, their beds pulled apart, and the windows open. My God. That's And all of their stuff thrown everywhere. That was real fun. (laughs) And this is like not the first time this has happened. It's happened to. Oh yeah, no.
1: The storm is one hundred percent known for if you bring a guy into the all-girl storm, they're going to get haunted. This ghost is gonna like screw with them. One
0: hundred percent.
1: Yeah, that never happened to me because I brought boys in, but I never got swifty with them. So that might be why. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> well, duh.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the story of the female dean that haunts the girl's dormitory. And now Emily's going to talk about her experience because she was an art major. And a lot of the time at Lake Erie, when we first became friends, were in the art building.
1: Well, I still want to talk about Professor Z. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So the theater guy... The person that, like, directs all the plays and whatnot. We're going to call him Professor Z. Liv and I were in a class, not together, but, like, we were in a class that was basically us learning why people believe certain things. Like, why people believe weird things like ghosts and things like that. And this teacher literally made us write a paper about how mediumship is not real and why people believe that it's real. Like, why it's a hoax. And... (laughs) literally made Liv fucking write a paper about how
0: her mediumship is a lie. Yeah this was a prerequisite class and it was called Travels Through Time and Space and it was literally a pseudoscience class. Yeah. And it was supposed to count as critical thinking. I'm like this is not critical thinking. You're just telling us what to think. (laughs) Yeah I ended up writing a paper on why I thought spirits in the paranormal could exist because of the laws of thermodynamics that energy is neither created nor destroyed it just is and it becomes converted into something else so my whole paper was well when people die their physical body is influenced by the Law of thermodynamics. So their body decomposes and goes back into whatever. So energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just is. But what about the spiritual energy? Obviously, we have energy outside of just our physical self. So where does that go? And that was why I was like, it's neither created nor destroyed. It just is. And it goes to something that we don't understand, which is like the spirit world or residual energy, like when people are haunted. And he literally gave me a C because he's like, the paranormal doesn't exist. Like, how can you say that, Professor Z? We literally go to a school and you work for a school that is actively known as haunted. And, like, during the spooky season, they literally hire paranormal investigators. Not, like, third parties of the school. Like, people that run the school hire yeah. paranormal investigators. It it's
1: one of the most haunted, like, schools in our country or something. I don't know. And but like it's, like, it's super freaking haunted. But yeah he because I have a lot of medium friends ha- have told me he has like a little gremlin dark thing that like follows him around and it basically feeds off of his energy, which the energy that he that it feeds off of is like that what's the word I'm looking for that like suspicious energy that this stuff doesn't exist like his skepticism yeah and it's really funny
0: <laughs> his his ego that he just, one, thinks that he's super cool, and two, that nothing, like, at the school can bother him. Yeah. Because he doesn't funny. believe that it's there.
1: And it's funny, because that's probably why he has that thing there, because there's so much energy at the school, and he's putting out negative energy and says, well, I don't believe it. Prove it. So, obviously, the- <laughs> they're doing that. <laughs> there's just a little thing following around.
0: I think it's funny, too, because it's usually the people that are most skeptic- that end up having like a super cool experience compared to people that do believe in things because they're open to it so things that are there like usually don't feel the need to show themselves, Proof themselves. as much Exactly. So like you know the one the reading that I gave to Jenny's mom's friend? Yeah. And she like was 100% skeptic and I was telling her that she has a bookcase hutch thing that has books in it that a man protects her home with and she was like I don't have any of those things they call it um sitter's amnesia Mm, makes sense I was talking to my mom about it and she's (sighs) like yeah sometimes when people are in readings they like forget things that you're telling them and you're 100% right but they will feverently deny what you're saying and it's not until after the fact that they're away from you and don't feel like they have to remember things or are talking to a medium that what you, they realize what you said is right. So yeah. I was giving Emily's mom's friend who was very skeptical and probably still is a short reading when we saw her one day and I told her, I said, I understand that you're skeptical because of the way you're looking at me, but I do have the information for you. And if you want me to share it, then you know, I will. And like this lady has her, she's sitting far back in her chair and she has her arms crossed across her. And she her, has like, this
1: look on her face. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh this yeah. Her,
0: yeah. So I tell her, I'm like, you have a hutch in your house with books in it. And, um, there's an energy associated with this thing wherever you got it. Uh, I feel like you inherited it, but I'm not sure. I just know that you didn't buy it brand new. And I'm like, do you live with somebody that thinks that like you need protection or something, but you don't think you need protection? I'm like, do you have a husband or something? She's like, no. I'm like, well, so you live alone? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you feel really secure in like where you live, but there are people around you that think, oh, well, you should, like, have more protection. Well, you feel secure in where you live because the thing that is attached to this bookcase protects you. And I, like, ex- like you did not say all of this. I was there. Yes, I did. You stopped yourself.
1: Did I? Yes. Yeah, so you were talking about a man that's attached to this hutch and you explained what the hutch looks like. And she's like, I don't have a hutch like that. And she's like, well, maybe it's like this, but, like, I don't have a hutch like that. And you were saying that he, like, either taps on something or um, he, like, screws with a light. Like, he turns the light on and off. Or, like, it flickers. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Because you stopped well, yourself and you are like, oh, you're really skeptical. I'm going to talk to these people instead.
0: Okay. Well, I tried.
1: Well, that would make more sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember asking her about a boyfriend and she was like, I don't live with anybody. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, but it's like... And then I stopped because I was like, but it feels like someone tells you that you should live with somebody, but you feel confident in, like, where you live. Well, I'm just going to have to give her a reading again because Emily told me, like, what was it, two or three weeks later? Yeah. That the girl was like,
1: oh, well, after she said something, I, like, now realize that it's, like, my grandpa's books and, like, my grandpa's nook or whatever. So it's obviously him doing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she remembered that she had everything that I was telling her. But when I was there, she was like, I don't have any of those things. That's not true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't talk to me. You're wrong.
0: Well, it kind of made me sad because I was like, well, I guess I'm wrong. But that's fine. So when you told me that, I was like, yes, I was right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She just didn't want to hear it. And it was very clear that she didn't want to.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Maybe she wants a reading next time and we can talk to whoever's attached to her nook book thing. Yeah,
1: hopefully she comes to our reading party, which we offer on our website if you guys are interested in some reading parties we do remote and we do in person if you're in our area.
0: Yeah. I yeah, we don't really talk about my readings very much. We should start studying that more. Yeah, we she does medium
1: readings and we she does psychic pet psychic readings. And then she yeah. does group and party readings.
0: Yeah, so if you want to set up a Zoom reading, go onto our website and take a look. It's pretty cool. I I mean, I want to talk to more people. It's great. I love it. (laughs) At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah, it's real fun. So, but that's that's tying it back into Professor Z. He's one of those skeptics, and it's like usually when skeptics don't believe in things, it's when other things like actually are there that they just refuse to look at, and yeah. it just causes more problems, or they get that like aha moment.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that they can like sneak around because obviously this thing that follows him around is like that. It's like you can't see me, so I'm just going to feed off of your energy because I'm really little and it's hard to do that for other people. But you'll be really easy because you deny that I'm here constantly.
0: (laughs) Constantly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So what does it look like? I know you said it in the video, but for all viewers.
0: It's like this little tiny, like, um, gargoyle type thing. And it's just dark, but it has big white eyes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, mm, I'm trying to think, like, size wise, it's like maybe a little bit bigger than a beanie baby, like Furby size, maybe.
1: Oh my God, it's real tiny.
0: Yeah. Or like a big Furby, not a small Furby, but yeah. Like Furby size. And it just follows around behind him very closely. And I remember, Our friend who's a medium, we'll call her friend A, because that's what we did in the YouTube video. So A picked up on it first, because when I was at- at She's opened all the time. Yes, she's open to all of the scary things, and I am not.
1: Liv has, like, walls and a door, mostly because she was raised by another medium that told her to do that, but A did not, and A just is- She's surrounded by a lot of negative things, so that sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I remember walking into the art building one day, and I saw Professor Z walking by, and out of the corner of my eye, like in my mind's eye, I saw the thing following him. And I looked at it, and it like looked at me, and it was like that what, weird moment. Yes.
1: Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're always like that because they don't like expect things to be able to see.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and at that point I was just like, Nope, 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 She's this like, is Phil. No sh- I'm don't, leaving. <laughs> don't tell the man that I'm here. Yeah. And then I remember we probably talked about it with A too. And she was like, Uh, yeah
1: Oh yeah, she would tell me about him all the time about this little thing. She would say that they there was this class where they were um I don't know, they were like doing stuff for theater type stuff and they were like on the floor like imagining things, kinda like meditating. And mm-hmm. she was like, "I can't meditate because when I open myself up to that, that little dark thing comes and like screws with me." <laughs>
0: yeah, because it's definitely one of those little trickster things, like the thing that was in yeah. your cabinet, Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a low-level gross thing.
1: But yeah, but what's interesting is that's not the only thing that's like associated with that building. So we think that it like works with the spirit that haunts the uh, the theater, like the stage.
0: The so backstage. there's what backstage well it's the whole stage isn't it yeah you're right but it's like it peeks behind the curtains it like lives
1: yeah it hides hides in the shadows (laughs) we call it the stage fright monster because essentially what it does is it feeds off of the nervous energy of people who are in the place or who are on stage performing because you get really nervous when you're doing that because you want to do well And what's interesting is it grows when there's a play going on and there's like this line on the stage, which Liv says it changes colors, which I think is really interesting because it like, well, I'll explain it in a second, but this line on the stage moves and when you pass the line, you feel even more nervous than you did when you were on the other side and it like tries to convince you to cross the line. So, my experience with it is A, my friend A, who can see it because she's open to everything. She's like, there's this, like, I don't, do you see it as tall? I don't know. She reminds, she tells me that it was tall. Yeah. It's like really tall and slender. Yeah. So, she was explaining this, like, tall, slender thing that, like, hides behind curtains and, like, tall objects. And it's always in the shadows. It likes to be in the shadows and it feeds off of the energy and she was telling us like a group of friends that there's this line and we all crossed it (laughs) and when we do that it changes the color of the energy and it also moves the line over because it's now feeding off of our energy because obviously if there's a spooky thing we're going to be nervous and jittery and whatever so we're giving it more energy but what I find interesting with the colors is that it changes colors kind of like how uh, your chakras have different colors and how rainbows are. So rainbows are stacked with the lowest level light on the bottom, which is red. So red has like the lowest frequency while the purple and blues have higher frequency. So it's interesting that the line on the floor kind of changes colors because it would be indicating that it has more energy or a stronger pull of energy. And if you guys saw our last podcast, we were talking about the frequency of energy a lot and how dark entities essentially are like gases and they need a source for where their energy comes from. And it's interesting that you can visually see it through the colors of them gaining more like unstable energy.
0: Yeah. In college, we had this group of friends and we were mostly... Uh, art kids, and then me, the science nerd.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. They all hate us now. Whoops.
0: (laughs) Not all of them, just...
1: I'm pretty sure they all hate me, except for you.
0: I don't think Jared hates us. Jordan? Jordan. I don't think he prefers me. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, anyways, we called ourselves the brunchers, and... (laughs) Behind the stage, so there's the auditorium and the stage area. So there's like seating and then the sound system behind, and then you have the stage, then you have backstage, and then behind the stage there's this room that we called the green room. And it was where like the actors and stuff would go before and during and after um auditions and plays and stuff like that. And it has like a kitchenette area and some couches and it's like a nice little hangout area. So when M and A were doing their BFA work, my and senior art be, project. People don't know what that is. Oh, they're senior art projects. Yeah. And I was <laughs> studying for whatever freshman classes I had. We would hang out in the green room if we weren't in the ceramics room because that's where we could just like chill and do what we needed to do and stay up all night too, but also hang out and sleep there as well. We basically lived in the art building. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but that's my wife. But um, A was talking about the stage fright monster one night and we had the whole like bruncher gang there so you all went out to the stage and I remember just like being really stressed out because that was my entire college experience Hmm. and uh, you guys were like oh well let's come look at the weird dark thing blah 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 and I was like I don't want to see it because it's not the stuff that I do and it's weird and at that point too I was very secretive about my medium stuff so I think like only you and a really knew Yeah. And I didn't really even talk about it that much with a because her stuff was so much different than mine. I was like, that's. Well, yeah, your mom said to
1: stay away from her because of it.
0: Yeah, she really did. And I was like, no, mom, it's fine. And I was like, no, she's probably right (laughs) now that I think about it. But you guys all went out to the stage and you guys were talking about the line on the floor. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? And I remember walking out there and I saw like a yellow colored line. Like it was a normal light, but I was like, do you guys see that? And you're like, Sarah's like, well, yeah, it's right there. And I was like, yeah, I see it too. And you guys were like, no, I don't see it. Yeah, I remember that completely. But when you guys would stand within the bounds of the line, that's when he could like influence your emotions or suck your energy from you. And the more people that were there, the larger the line would be because if he threw out his energy to try and collect yours, he would have to throw out the line to be, larger does that make sense
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: it's like like a circle of how much a space he can try to manipulate Mm -hmm. and when you guys were in that space you felt like your emotions were amplified towards stage fright or fear yeah everyone was like I'm so nervous and I'm like what (laughs) where
1: I don't know what you mean did I cross line
0: (laughs) that's because you're such a good wall though too yeah (laughs) and like you you recognize the things that are going on but you're not so much terrified of it as like other people so like what I said in the I'm very Aries
1: about it like oh my (laughs) god this is so cool I've never seen this before let's have this experience and then I go and do it and I'm like what I don't get it where is it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like you said how it's tall I would describe it when I saw it and again it was like It stayed in the backstage area, and it wasn't unless people were in the audience or on stage that it would influence more surface or, like, a a larger area. It wouldn't influence a larger area. Right, because it had more energy when there's people there. Yeah, but when we would stay in the green room at night, I knew that it was walking around outside. It would, like, peek through the doors. Yeah, because that's what
1: A would tell me, too, that she would be like, it's over there, it's, like, looking at me, and it's making me uncomfortable.
0: Yes, and it oh, so like everybody knows Scooby Doo, and I was telling you in the YouTube video that it looks like that one Scooby Doo movie where they're in the arcades or something, and it's like that blue monster electricity guy. Yeah, that's what it looks like, but dark. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with that story, wh- another thing I forgot to say is when we cross that line, the people who are more sensitive to it because there were a few that that was not me at the time. <laughs> But uh, A's boyfriend is one of those people that are a little bit sensitive, and she was seeing all of these, like, dark things, because this stage fright monster was showing her all of these dark things to scare her to get the energy out of her, and when he touched her shoulder, he started seeing the same things that she was seeing. So it was super interesting, because he finally understood what it was like to be a medium for a hot second.
0: (laughs) And it's terrifying. That's why I ask Spirit not to show me things. So I don't like seeing it.
1: Yeah, they were. Sh- it was showing her like dark things. And that's why, I, I don't know, she lets it in. <laughs> she like yeah. tries to resist it. And that's why she's like, he's making me uncomfortable. And then I'm pretty sure when she tells me, that's when it usually starts showing her things. So there's that.
0: That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah sh- when I see things, I just like... Ignore it. I'm like, nope, bye. Nope, Phil. Yeah. It really liked A because she, it, it was easy to
1: get energy from her. Yeah, she had no walls. She has mm-hmm. no walls. I hope she's learned how to get walls. Last time I talked to her, she was telling me that her mediumship was gone because she prayed to God to not be a medium anymore. And when she told me that, I knew exactly what was happening. But I couldn't tell her what was happening because that would make it stop happening. <laughs> so it's kinda like when I how I explain faith as the strongest energy because you can't convince someone to not believe in God or something like that. She believed so much in that God taking her mediumship away that she essentially built a wall around herself to not see anything.
0: Mm. Well it doesn't But I don't think she- that it's stayed that way. But didn't she think that since her family did witchcraft that she was cursed and that's why she had her stuff? Not necessarily that she's a medium, but that oh well, yeah, things influence her externally?
1: When she first started telling me about the paranormal stuff that she was experiencing, she was telling me that her dad practices witchcraft and it's like dark witchcraft and all of these really scary demons have talked to her and all these things. And when she was telling me that, I was like... This is not a normal experience. Like, even if you weren't a medium and you were in that, like, environment of, like, people summoning demons and things like that, there's no way that you would see what she sees. You would see, like, the aftermath of what, like, the cause of, or sorry, like, the effect of what would happen. But she was, like, actually seeing the things doing these scary things. So she thought that it was just, like, a curse from like her family and what her dad does and I was the one to be like, no, you're a medium. Like the reason why you experience it this way, like the reason why you're seeing demons is because you're a medium.
0: (laughs) But her family doesn't see them, right?
1: Oh no. Her dad's a medium and then there's an like one of her aunts is also a medium. But both of them practice witchcraft because they're mediums they're like well i can do all these really crazy things because i can see them so i would be able to control them and it's really bad because they do really dark stuff <laughs> like hexes and all that crap
0: scary yeah <laughs> i just want to help people i don't know why someone would do that
1: for power like She, like, okay, A, didn't like one of our teachers at school because they didn't get along and they were very aware of each other not liking each other. And her dad was like, oh, well, I'll just, like, put a hex over him and it will all be fine. Like, he won't even need to bother you anymore. And she's like, please don't do that.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's scary.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like he does things to, uh, well, A, see if he can do them, and B he thinks he's helping his daughter. So, because, I don't know, I don't believe rich- witchcraft is dark unless you're doing things that are harming other people.
0: Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. makes me yeah. nervous. We already talked about scary things on the last podcast. If you want to le- know more about that, then watch that. But we're not going to get into it again, because,
1: oh. Um. But we've <laughs> already done that, so.
0: <laughs> we'll do more, just not today, because it's been a lot. Um, mom, um um, um, um,
1: There's one more story you wanted to tell, right, about the plants.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so you guys have been with us. This is our sixth podcast now. And how many YouTube episodes do we have? Six, two? I think we're at an eight or nine. Mm. Eight or nine.
1: Because we split all those videos <laughs> in half.
0: <laughs> this is our super secret extra bonus thing that we didn't talk about in the YouTube thing. So I'm going to blow your guys' mine. So everybody knows that we have mediums and psychics to an and extent.
1: They talk to ghosts or they like can read your energy or whatever. But but we
0: could talk to plants too.
1: And I think it's great. The day she told me that plants could talk was like astronomical to me because I thought, like, yeah, plants have energy, but I didn't know they had like conscious energy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they do. And it's crazy because then you have, like, all of the people that are like, I'm a vegetarian. I don't hurt animals. I'm like, plants have feelings too, guys. <laughs> yeah. I I know people who are like, these
1: ants don't have feelings and they, like, don't have personalities and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, but Liv told me plants have emotions and they don't even have
0: brains, so what? <laughs> yeah, it's because we're all living things, whether you're a plant or an ant, you still are there and you have energy and you're alive so like
1: um you still have ohm inside of you
0: yeah so I actually wrote my senior thesis on plant communication basically and I wrote it from a scientific standpoint obviously but aside from understanding the chemical pathways in which plants use their root systems and other external and internal stimuli to communicate with each other they Also talk to me. (laughs) Yeah. So they use their roots to talk to each other? Yes. And it's documented in the scientific community that plants and fungi, even though fungi are not plants, let's get that clear. And if you didn't know that, sorry, I'm breaking it to you. But they do talk to each other. And they usually use their root systems to communicate. So one tree can send out... um, Well, they... On a scientific standpoint, if a tree is experiencing some sort of external stimuli such as drought or a animal infestation, whether it's birds or bugs, they will send out chemical signals through their root systems and the root systems of the other trees surrounding their root system will pick up on those chemical signals and each chemical signal correlates with a different type of communication so they will send out through their root system that chemical signal saying i have an infestation of ants you guys need to move away from me or you need to come eat my ants well either they need to send certain things to fortify their structure whether it's like their leaves or their trunks or anything like that or like get their roots away from them they will start to redirect their root systems as well as do other things like sending nutrients to the tree that's being attacked that's cool it's so crazy i love science and i love plants and i just love everything about the world but so that's on a scientific standpoint but the first time that i talked to a plant was when i was like 14 or 15
1: oh so this was the first time you talked to a plant
0: yeah, so this is how I first realized that plants could talk, and that's <laughs> why when we got stuck at Chick Fil A that one time because your battery died, I was talking to the flowers.
1: Yeah, we need to get into that story because it, it still blows my mind. I still have questions about it.
0: Okay, I'll try to answer. I haven't like my house plants. I talk to my house plants sometime, and it's I don't talk to them necessarily. It's that you I can hear. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same thing with animals. I just hear what they're thinking type thing yeah so so in school my high school was right next to a library and when I didn't have a driver's license and my mom worked like she was a single mom and my brother was doing whatever he was doing when he had the car I would have to wait at the library until my brother was done with whatever sports he was doing or my mom would come pick me up so there was this plant in the one corner of the library that I used to study at because it was where most of the kids wouldn't go because I was a nerd and I didn't want to get picked on. But <laughs> well, of course. Well, one night I was there and I'm sitting by this, it was like a ficus or something. And it was on a stool so that it would be up higher to the windows because the windows sawed off the ground a little bit. And I was like reading a book or something. And I was like, why am I thinking that kids are too loud but no one's here and why do i feel like i'm looking down and i don't like being up so high it was the plant next to me <laughs> plant was talking about how it didn't like how the kids would come by and be so loud all the time and how they would rip the pieces of uh leaves off the end of him yeah. he also didn't like that he was on a stool because he was afraid, have- of afraid of heights <laughs>
1: He's so af- cute
0: he was a fr- He was like, why am I up so high? And like, I was like, am I really talking to this plant? Am
1: like- <laughs> I really talking to this plant right now? we were alone, so you did, your- did your mom bring you there? What do you mean? Did you ask your mom about it?
0: Yeah, no, I asked my mom about it, and I was like... Do plants talk? <laughs> Is this plant talking to me? Well, actually, I didn't ask my mom about it. One day, she went to the library because she started going to school, oh, too.
1: And she was like, what's with that plant?
0: Yes. And I was like, you hear it too? She's like, yeah, it's afraid of heights. She's like, let's move it off this thing. <laughs> oh, I remember that now. <laughs> so we did. We moved it off of this little like step stool thing that it was odd and it was like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> yeah, it would like talk about the people that it would sit next to and just all of this crazy stuff. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that's how I learned that plants talk, and my mom thought she was crazy, too, but she was like, if you're hearing it, and I'm hearing it...
1: Did, wait, did she talk to plants before?
0: Um, I don't think she did,
1: no. Oh, okay, that was her first plant, too? He was just a very chatty plant?
0: Very chatty plant? Very well,
1: chatty plant? Like, well, he probably at- was
0: super nervous, he was like,
1: oh, I'm so am so
0: high, I hate <laughs> all these people, please move me! It was so cute. So um I think it's interesting too because my mom has a friend who is a pastor. Yeah. And my mom had not my they my mom knows that my friend okay my mom has a friend that is a pastor and her pastor friend knows that my mom is a medium and the reason that they're friends is because her pastor friend is known within the church community for giving darn good eulogies. Mm. And the reason she does is because she's also a medium. Oh my god. And Wait, when So she's a pastor. Yes. But
1: also a medium.
0: Yes. That's why she gives great eulogies. I don't know what that means. <laughs> when someone dies and you're at their oh, funeral. That's what you mean. And they talk about Wait, the person. She talk she talks to them. <laughs> Well, she was getting information from the people that she was giving a eulogy on and she didn't know. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So she became friends with my mom because she was like freaking out. She's like, I'm a pastor. I can't be a medium. Are you kidding me? Like she went to theology school. Like, she, that is what her degree is in. She has, like, a PhD And people think we are, like, theology. summoning
1: demons to hear ghosts or some shit. <laughs> no! <laughs> Y'all don't understand what, like, Christians think you're doing that is so bad. I don't know. Because you just exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I go against thinking that I can... I don't. I don't know.
1: Well, okay, like Christians usually think, they think it comes from somewhere. So it's not just ghosts that are walking around talking to you it would be like you i don't know summoning demons and the demons are talking to you i'm not really sure or you're like doing seances or something i feel like that's what maybe they think but like (laughs) i don't get it
0: (laughs) yeah i i don't know but any we can get into that after this but i want to my mom's friend who's a pastor who's also pastor who's also a medium they became friends because they wanted to talk about it they were sharing stories one day, just like as friends. And my mom's friend, who's the pastor, said, I want to run something by you since you're, you know, you've known that you're a medium longer than I have. And I just want to know if this is normal. And she said that her husband was cutting down a tree in their yard.
1: Was the tree unhappy?
0: The tree was very sad. And the trees around the tree were upset that they were cutting down that tree because that was the tree that was there before them, and it oh helped them. So she was, like, talking to plants, and she was like, do you talk to plants too? And my mom's like, yes! <laughs> yes! I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't think that it was a real thing.
1: Well, but you're stressful. talking to
0: plants too.
1: So do trees like being trimmed? I don't know. You no, no. <laughs> don't Ask a tree. <laughs>
0: well, I'd have oh, to also- think about it.
1: Tell them about, do the trees have auras? Someone asked us on TikTok if trees have auras.
0: Okay, so someone, yeah, like Em said, someone asked if trees have auras. And, again, I don't look at auras very much. And if I do, I have to, like, really think about it and put myself in that position. It's not, like, Something that comes naturally. Yeah. So, yes, I want to say trees have auras, but for me personally... I get more of like a vibrational sense from plants or trees specifically. And it's like a humming, like a deep humming.
1: They probably are lower vibrational and that's probably why that happens. Maybe. Because if like us, we probably put up, put off a higher frequency and that's why you can't hear it because the waves are like closer together. You looking at a tree? (laughs) I'm looking at a tree outside my window. (laughs) Tell me what it looks like out there. Because I feel like... It's like golden and red. Yeah. Because I feel like that would make sense because that's a lower vibrational color. Because I feel like trees probably don't have like the full spectrum of the colors. It's probably just
0: the lower vibrational colors. It's more like, it's definitely more of a feeling for me. It's like a hum, like a vibration. Yeah. That would make sense
1: with red and yellow too.
0: (laughs) I hope we uh, blew your mind about plants. Wait.
1: I mean, we need to talk about that Chick-fil-A story because it really, it blows my mind. So this time, so we were, I don't know, getting ice cream or something, and I locked my keys in my car. So wherever we were eating ice cream closed. So we went across the street to go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh, oh.
0: We went to Froyo.
1: Yeah, we went to Froyo, but they closed the second we left.
0: <laughs> and wouldn't let us back in.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we went to Chick-fil-A to like call someone to bring keys to me. And we're sitting there waiting for them to, like, bring me keys. And there's, like, these cut flowers. Like, there's one flower in each vase that are just sitting on the tables. And Liv is just like, this flower is, like, bothering me because it's telling me it doesn't like the other flowers here or something. Wasn't that it? Yeah, I think it was being petty. Yeah, it was a petty flower. And it was literally a cut flower. Like, it... It was not attached to anything. It didn't have roots. It was literally just in water. And it was just a flower. And it was, like, angry about the other flowers that were around it because it thought it was better than them. And it wanted Mm -hmm. those other flowers to go away. And it was also telling you to, like, pick off certain petals and things like that. And what blew my mind is it's not attached to anything. It would be like you talking to my severed arm. (laughs)
0: like what (laughs) well like how is it it's like plants like the plants that make new plants or like you get cuttings from plants yeah they like make their own root system so that would be like its own plant right but is it okay let's talk about this (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this back because you always say that I struggle with it for good and evil, the but separation, separation is an illusion. <laughs> well, I know that, but like, is there a separate energy
1: in a tree? Like, and I don't know, like how you were explaining the trees being cut down. The other trees were upset that that one tree got cut down, but that tree had different feelings because it was the one being cut down. Yes. Wouldn't they have all the same feeling if they were all just one tree?
0: Well, if they were all one tree, but I think if they have separate like root systems, that might be the defining factor of it. It's definitely something that I have not thought about because I don't talk to plants all the time. And when I do, I don't think about it. It just
1: happens. What blows my mind is if you take a leaf off of a plant and then make another plant, does it
0: have a different consciousness? Yes, but it does recognize where it comes from. Wild. (laughs) (laughs) like a couple months ago my mom and i were walking a property because she wanted to buy a property and there was these really cute trees on the property they were like the red or pink bud trees like cherry trees or something Mm -hmm. and i was telling her i was like i love these trees they're so pretty like if you because she has horses i said if you take out down any of these trees or like brush hog things i'm like you need to leave these trees up because they're so cute they're pink i love them and she's like Yeah, that tree right there, I was like, yeah, the big one. She's like, yeah, that it's telling me that the other trees on the property are, like, it's the dad. (laughs) My god. Okay, I got (laughs) another
1: question. Hold on, I'm still trying to figure out how to say it. (laughs) Because it's, like, out there. What I'm thinking. So how souls work, how souls get created is you have one big soul that splits into two souls but they're different consciousnesses, okay? Yes. Is that what's happening with plants? Yes, because separation is an illusion. Well, I know that. It's just happening physically, and it's weird.
0: Well, it's happening physically with us, too, because if you go off of what you said about how everything in the spirit realm is us and we are everything in the spirit realm, but technically we're different— We're all a part of the same energy source. We're just tiny branches that are coming off of it to make individual consciousnesses.
1: But that's not happening in the physical realm. It's happening in the astro.
0: But it is because we're here. So we're the physical embodiment of what happens in the astro, right? We're just putting, we're attaching our fourth dimensional
1: soul into a third dimensional body.
0: Yeah, but we're a part of the astro Still, technically. Yes. Yes. But so, we like, don't cut our body parts off, and then this
1: body part doesn't have a consciousness. Starfish, too. Or it isn't split of my consciousness. Starfish, It's just two. my third dimensional form.
0: Starfish, sponges, coral. Because they have plant DNA, don't they? Well, technically, we have plant DNA, too. What? I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> Everybody knows the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yes. Okay. They also know that chloroplasts influence plants. Okay. There are scientific evolutionary theories that both chloroplasts and mitochondria were once single-celled individual creatures. But now we're going to talk about us. We have mitochondria in our cells, and if we did not have mitochondria in our cells, then we wouldn't be able to convert energy to exist and be able to function at a higher level. Yeah. So what I'm saying is mitochondria used to be their own thing, but they ended up burrowing into other cells so that we could create more complex beings.
1: Okay. I don't understand how that relates.
0: That's a physical embodiment of two separate things coming together to make something else. So, like... I mean, I guess,
1: but we don't have plant cells, right?
0: But we... Everything came... Everything came from things. Well, yeah.
1: Everything came from everything else because we're one being. But what's weird is a plant can literally sever its consciousness in the
0: physical realm. But so does starfish. How? How? Starfish oh, like, okay. will, but how they do... will asexually rep- reproduce. Oh, so they different. But it's the same thing. Same, same, but different. They make a new body off of a piece of their arm that's severed off. I don't know. And it's a separate because conscious. It's like a twin. Plants can reproduce in both ways, you're saying, then? Okay, another thing that we could talk about, not even on plants, is identical twins. Identical twins were one egg that split so you have a genetic replica that doesn't the work same the same way thing. yes it does because no, it it's, too, it's because two they haven't been born yet so their
1: consciousness got attached to two different body cells their consciousness isn't splitting
0: yes it is they're two separate people
1: their bodies are splitting but their consciousness didn't split you have two different consciousness being attached to their two different bodies
0: But they were originally one cell, which should be one consciousness, but it's split into two cells, so there's two consciousness. I
1: guess it depends on when you think consciousness attaches itself to a third dimensional object. Okay. (laughs) Starfish.
0: Starfish do the same
1: thing. So then is their consciousness being split or is it being pulled from the
0: astro? Well, it's making a new thing. So like when lol <laughs> 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 like when a when a bush okay, you're saying is it being pulled or was it always there? You're going to need to be more specific. Like if I'm talking to a blueberry bush or a fig tree and you cut a piece off of a fig tree and then replants it, and it makes a new fig tree, does that have a separate consciousness? Yeah. And I want to say yes. And do I know how? No. Exactly. Because to me, it's like you're talking to the same plant
1: with the same consciousness. Because, yeah, I know everything's the same consciousness, but, like, what? Well, how would you describe me talking to you? <laughs> Is it me talking to me?
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's why
1: it's wild, because it's like, you are literally talking to my severed arm when you talk to a plant that is in a vase.
0: <laughs> well, it I don't I think it was like a petunia or something, wasn't it? Like some sort of little flowery thing.
1: Plants are not my thing. I have no idea. <laughs> it like had like really slender petals and a lot of them.
0: Oh, okay. And so it was, it was like like the co- um yeah, it had a lot of petals. I'm remembering. I just remember that it was purple. yeah they were all different colors each one of them yeah and he was telling me like you need to get this petal off of me because it's dying and i need to look great
1: (laughs) yeah and it was like i don't like this plant near me can you move it i'm the pretty plant and every other plant here needs to know it
0: well yeah but those plants were not like those plants weren't all cut from the same plant well yeah i know that different plants i'm just saying
1: if you had the plant that it That this flower was cut off of, would it be the same consciousness?
0: (laughs) No, I think they separate. Would it be the
1: same amount of sass? (laughs) Is it the best flower that is in (laughs) Chick-fil-A?
0: I mean, he thought he was the best flower. (laughs) No,
1: I'm saying, well, this flower that I cut off of this bigger plant have the same feelings, and they are just one consciousness that was already split. Or are we pulling more consciousness or creating another conscious for this one plant that you just ripped off?
0: I have no idea. And also, <laughs> if that
1: happens, that's a pretty shitty life because you're not going to live very long when you're a cut flower in a vase.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, like you're just going to have to be like, well, I guess I'm just a cut plant in a vase. So, so do they no have low.
1: spirits? Like when they die, are they a spirit?
0: I don't know. I've never had a plant talk to me. I've only had higher conscious beings talk to me from the spirit realm. So it's probably hard for you to know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We should also talk about how like, Native American beliefs and other things think that human souls go into trees. Because that's interesting. Well,
1: Native Americans believe that everything has a consciousness. So like, okay. the mountains, they worship the mountains because the mountains... Is a consciousness. It's
0: a life form. That's great. I love it. I'm about it.
1: Yeah, but that's why when they like hunt things, they like use every part of the animal because they associate everything with life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. I loved it. We should talk about <laughs> religion. Religion is fun
1: because I don't know. They're all interpretations of the same thing.
0: Mm hmm. Sorry, I can't answer all your plant questions. I just know that they talk. It's just wild. because, <laughs> And plants I can are, hear them.
1: Yeah, the plants are just weird because you can cut them and they become another plant. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I don't have all the answers. Yeah, I like when you talk to plants because they're just real peaceful creatures. And it's just so simple.
0: Yeah, I really love trees. They make me happy. <laughs> yeah, like that
1: one time I bought an orchid. And you told me that it thinks it looks like me, and it got sad when I put it down because <laughs> it thought I wasn't going to bring it home.
0: Oh, yeah. It's so cute. That's the other thing that we did in college. We picked out fish, and we also picked out orchids. Yeah, and the orchids talk to live. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. Um. Yeah, my one plant that I have, I named him George. He's a rubber plant, and he's very sassy. Yeah, he's got opinions. <laughs> and facts. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> what else? Uh, and then like when plants aren't doing good, they're like, they give out a certain type of energy that I pick up on. And like my one orchid plant, it's just a sassy bitch fucking doesn't want to live. And I'm like, I don't care about you anymore. I try so hard and your leaves are still just wrinkly and I fix you and I give you orchid food and then I don't feed you and then I do feed you and then I give you water and then I don't give you water and you're still just a sassy bitch. So fuck you. Such
1: a needy plant oozing your i don't feel good energy
0: all the time and i don't know what to do about it i'm like what what do you want tell me yeah so
1: yeah we're also going to do a video where we talk about plants in general but this was your bonus story for our podcast so if you guys want a visual representation we did make a youtube video about this topic as well And there'll probably be a blog post, so check out all of our spaces for that. If you guys have any interesting paranormal stories, we do have a place where you can share it with us. We will link it in the description. But if you go to our websites and go to the extras tab, you can share your best paranormal story like, if you have a haunted school that you guys went to as well, you can give us all of your paranormal stories. Just make sure they are original because we do not want to get copy written up and strict and all that. So, yeah, give us all of your paranormal stories. Got anything else to say for yourself?
0: Yeah, if you want to book a reading, please go onto our website and book a reading because this is our sixth podcast and I don't think I've ever actually been, like, I can talk to people for you, maybe. Yeah,
1: and we finally hooked up all of the things that we needed to do for uh, booking readings, hopefully.
0: Yeah, right now everything's Zoom readings because um, of COVID and things like that, but I'll send you Zoom readings, and we're working on a contract that outlines everything and policies, terms, conditions, whatever, stuff like that. But yeah, we are doing readings. I am doing readings. Um, I can't tell you or guarantee that you're going to get, you know, the answer that you, you want, want to talk to a specific person yeah i don't control that but it's definitely fine
1: <laughs> yeah so make sure you tune in for our next podcast we're going to be talking about the difference between heaven and hell like what happens to you when you die so you'll have a medium perspective and then my perspective with being raised catholic because Liv and i have very different opinions about what happens to you when you die So it'll be super interesting. So make sure you tune in next Sunday and we'll be talking all about that. However, while you guys wait, check out all of our other social media in the description and we'll see you guys in the next one. Yeah. Bye. Bye.